Okay, right. Andrea, thank you very much for coming back onto the podcast over Zoom this time. Um, I know it was only a few days ago uh, since you had your, your, your boxing match on the uh, Kingpin uh, Boxing. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of drama, a lot of slander, a lot of comments in the media uh, made by your opponent. And I wanted to address that, but also address the positive stuff, which is getting in now, becoming the best mm-hmm. version of you, you know, overcoming. Let's, let's be honest. I mean, anyone getting into the ring... There's an ele- element of fear there, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, 100%. There's there's the fear. Do you know what? It's weird. On the day, I didn't feel nervous at all. I, in fact, I, I, was, I had a nap before my fight. I think I was just so excited to get in there. And I just, I was so fortunate to have Jordan as a coach and really get my mindset ready uh, to go in there and just, just do the best I could. Um, but yeah, obviously, there's always that element of fear. But after all the... the being amongst my opponent, I wasn't as scared as what I'd seen before on media mm. as to when I actually met her in person. She wasn't mm. as intimidating as I thought she was going to be. <laughs> I mean, I think um, that's a bit of a life life lesson. It's, it's the idea of doing something. So the idea of jumping out an aeroplane, the idea mm-hmm. of starting your own business, the idea of getting into a boxing match. There's yeah. elements of risk to it all, but... Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the perception of it. And the moment you get there, in actual fact, you work out that it's, it's not as bad as your mind has made out it, 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 it's out to be, basically. Absolutely. And I would sound quite a adrenaline junkie anyway. So the idea of jumping out of a plane, I've done it. I love it. That sort of, I kind of mm. thrive off adrenaline and that excited feeling. It kind of, it just kind of makes you feel alive. And I think Definitely. You know, that, that's what life's for, is just trying things and throwing yourself, being uncomfortable with the uncomfortable and throwing yourself into situations that yeah. you've never been before. Because how do you know you like something until you've done it? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so look, I'm a, you know, I've spoken to Jordan. He's a good friend of mine, and as I mentioned before, he's a former podcast podcast guest, and we we talk quite a bit. And even he said after the fight that you won the fight in his, in his opinion. Yeah. But but then the the devil's advocate to that is is yeah, but he's a trainer. He's he's mm-hmm. he's bound to say that. But then what he said to me is he saw Mark Tibbs, and Mark Tibbs <laughs> even said to him that you won the fight and that's obviously the opposing the opposing corner and then when yeah. i looked at some the, the 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 scorecards ellie brook won the fight 40 to 36 on points over four rounds and there was even a judge that came into your dressing room and said actually i thought you had that i mean this is yeah. what the the mirror said on the 17th of july so that's the day after yeah. your fight how accurate is that? Did a judge really come into your dressing room? Yeah, a, a judge did. And he goes, I don't know how you didn't win that. And he, he also said, I don't know how it was a unanimous decision because he was like, the way I scored you, he's like, I thought you had won every round. So if anything, it should have been a split decision, not unanimous. Um, so that's why I was confused. And obviously, yeah, Jordan's my coach. But every time I was going back to my corner, I was landing my shots. Okay, look, let's be honest, my technique was the best, but I had two weeks. I was going from an MMA stance and how you throw MMA hands to getting into boxing and you know and and also I didn't realize how short he was so it was a bit yeah you know but then but yeah yeah maybe my technique wasn't the best but in terms of landing punches and having more contact with her face I definitely had more shots hit her than she hit me um and I thought that's what boxing was scored on uh to be honest I thought that I didn't I don't know what they were scoring on technique or 
uh, landing shots. But in terms of me hitting her, yeah, I definitely scored more points. Mm. Um, I think she, I think I've had so many DMs. I think someone watched the fight and she only landed five shots on me. That's but that's someone who just watched it, and so many people said to appeal it, or you know, it's, you've been robbed, or it's been rigged. I think watching it back, the commentary was really trying to make out that I was windmilling, and yeah, okay, was, my technique wasn't the best, but it was trying to deter from actually me landing those shots. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, look, um, no matter whether your style looks pretty and sexy, or it, in it or it is chaotic, the facts are. If you're the aggressor and you're landing more shots, whether that comes from a, a windmill or whether that comes from a very, very accurate jab or a straight shot or a hook, the facts are you should be winning that fight. Look, yeah. I want to, I want to, you know, uh, address something that was said in the media, which is, mm. you know, that the mirror said that you said you believe the the fight to be rigged, and I'm going to ask you the question of, is that true? Is that what you truly believed? But at the same time, there is a caveat to this, which is. I box. I've had 16 mm-hmm. fights. Um, I know from amateur to pro and in unlicensed, there is an element of things being swayed towards uh, a favourite side. So I do understand that culture does exist in boxing. So, yeah, I mean, is the mirror right? Did you say that the fight was rigged? Um, from when I left, yeah, to be honest, when I finished that fight, because I had no bruises, she had. If you look at the you look at the footage back, she had a she had a busted nose, face was covered red. I was barely touched. So when I left, when that fight finished, I honestly thought I had won. That's why I had my hand in the air when they were about to announce it. Because I honestly knew I was landing my shots. I knew I'd hit her more than she hit me. So when they said El Brook, I was like, how how is that? And how is the score thirty six forty? And saying that she won every round when she definitely did not win every round because there were some rounds where she hardly hit me at all. So yeah, I I I, I want, I'm curious to know what those points or how she won that was it, or was it that things points were deducted? But coming out of that fight, I definitely thought that I had landed more shots than she had. Um, I want to ask you your opinion on uh, uh, Mark Tibbs and also uh, Ebony. Bridges. Um, yeah. She's obviously a, a professional fighter herself. She's world champion, two-time world champion, actual fact. And um, she actually did say a compliment, which is, you know, um, she's tough referring to you, AJ. Um, but then in the next breath, you know, you had uh, Ellie Brook, your opponent, coming on. And th- these are some of the quotes. She said, fuck AJ, she's irrelevant. Then she went on to say, Thanks for taking the fight on short notice, you fucking idiot. And then she also said, uh, you're a fucking loser. And I was quite, I was quite actually taken back by that because when she said this on IFL TV, and this was only a couple of days ago from now when we're recording. So that happened on the 17th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Boxing's always been known as a gentleman's sport, quote unquote, okay? Or a, or a, a professional sport, okay? And typically what happens to sell a fight, there is bad blood, whether that's natural or kind of falsified a little bit just to sell the fight. But then after the fight, no matter who wins, no matter the result, there's a handshake and there's a bit of respect there. It does seem like she's taking this very personally. It shocks me because, to be honest, even before the fight, I didn't really go personal with her. I could, I didn't. That's not what I want to do. I wanted to 
obviously influence uh, and show the other side of boxing I wanted to have that experience so I don't know where the personal thing comes from because I actually there's no reason for her to hate me and yeah as when I watched that back to put us I had got had been interviewed by the mirror beforehand and I was saying I'm really proud of us we're the only female card I think you know it you know it's, it's great for us women to do that and I respect her and and I was glad to have done the experience. So it was only when IFL coming afterwards and they told me that she said complete, something completely different. And I watched my fight back yesterday and I didn't realise whilst I was in the ring with her, she called me a dead ting whilst I was in the corner just after the fight. Like, you, you, Joey, where's the respect? Where's the sportsmanship? It's disgusting. I think it's really vile. Um, and there's no reason for her to be like that. The fight's done. You're not need, you don't need to sell any more tickets. You don't need to sell any more PPVs or... so and there's no reason for you to dislike me. And in the interviews leading up, she was like, well, I don't actually have a problem with AJ, do you know what I mean? blah, blah, blah. I just want to entertain. Right, so then why are you talking like that after you've won a fight? Which also, by the way, you, you don't really have the right to talk like that because you've only just about won it, if not it being rigged. So, you know, she wasn't as good as she said. She hyped it all up. So why are you talking like that? Because if anything, she had more respect for me. And also that fight would never gone ahead if I hadn't taken it. So she she should just respect that. And I just think in terms of sportsmanship and Mark Tibbs and Ebony Bridges, they're like they're they're professionals. They should want only the the best side of boxing to come from this and to see the good side, um, the sportsmanship side, the respect side. So for them to allow her to make those comments and support someone like that, it, it's it's quite disappointing for me. Um, I, I I think Mark Tibbs is an amazing coach and obviously Ebony Bridges is the like IBF world champion. So how they can stand next to someone who disrespects someone who's got into the ring with two weeks notice um, who's female as well, who's an influencer, it's, you know, it's completely out of my comfort zone. So it, I just thought it was really disgusting, to be honest. And how they can support someone like that is just, it's beyond me. Just, just, just like, look, things like you're a fucking loser and you're a fucking idiot, that, that's kind of like throwaway slander. And it's almost like people say that when they don't know what else to really to say. I mean, I've probably said it in my lifetime yeah. uh, because I'm just frustrated or I had a bit of anger there. But the one that sticks out for me is, fuck AJ, she's irrelevant. What does she mean by that, that you're irrelevant? Well, who knows? This is the thing. It's like, what what, what does she mean by that? What is, what is, is she talking about in terms of this social media industry? Because how, how am I? Like, you know, we have different audiences, so... Yeah, maybe my I'm not I don't I, I don't know what she means by that. It's just, you know, if I weren't relevant, why am I still on a co-main card with you? Do you know what I mean? It's just, it just, what? Why am I even having a fight with you? You know, it just it's just pathetic. They're just pathetic. Um, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about that. I just think it's really sad. To be honest, it's quite pathetic. And I expected better of her. I expected better because I've seen her do interviews and she and she has said, "I want to inspire. I want to. Um, I want to show that there's more to us. You know, the girls in the sex industry and that there's this side. And you're not really doing. A, you're not being a good role model right now. To be honest, by talking like that about somebody, or you know, and 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 speaking that bad of someone when. They've done nothing but be respectful towards her. I've done nothing but show her respect. I went up to her after she finished the fight. Even even though I was disappointed with the the result, I still went and shook her hand and gave her a hug because that's what you do in this sport. You know, it's yeah, it's just I I, I have no words. I'm on. I was honestly I was honestly so shocked when I heard that she had said all those things. Mm. I mean, where she said it back to back as well. I mean, from your point of view, do you think? You know, there's going to be a young male or female watching that video. Do you think she's damaged her own profile by being like that? 
Absolutely. I think I think <laughs> she is like at the end of the day, but what it, you don't get respect from being like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just anyone who respects the sport, if they're watching it for the sport or they're watching it because you're following someone, you know, the fight's done. There's no need for this bad blood. There's no need for this. Like you've, we've, we've beaten it out in the ring. We've had the fight. And I think it's just, she's not really showcasing herself in a good way. I mean, maybe she's trying to be like, I think she just wants to be the new Conor McGregor or Jake Paul and have this perception of that. But do you know what I mean? It's just, I think times are changing. I don't think that's the way to be, to be honest. I don't think you're getting a good role model and I don't think people should look up to people like that. Yeah. Um, speaking about Jake Paul uh, Jake Paul and Conor McGregor, um, obviously, you know, uh, it's still a question mark over uh, Jake Paul because he's, you know, he's, he's still in that transition phase. But someone like Conor McGregor, he, he's got the words and he can back out with his, with his fighting and obviously his numbers speak for herself. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's that could be contested. But yeah. with her, you know, she she got the win. But from your point of view, I know she did she didn't hardly hit you because look at your face. You're not even damaged, and it was only a few days ago. I left that fight. She she literally didn't touch me. I had yeah. no marks, no bruises. In fact, I remember sitting in my dressing room, and everyone was just like, "You look like you've just come out of a spa." You know, it's it, it's 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 mad. She, I literally nothing. Well, was it was there one moment where she might have hit you in uh, the stomach or somewhere? And was there a moment where even if the punch missed you, you thought, "Whoa, she's got some power there," or you wasn't intimidated by not at her, all. her strength whatsoever? No, do you know what? I was intimidated because seeing her on the pads and seeing her fit beforehand, I honestly thought she's going to be really strong and it's going to really hurt when she hits me. But when she did, when it was not which was rare but when she did land a punch you know it didn't hurt at all um you know I'd been spar I've been sparring with people and I've had busted lips I've had a broke like I've had nosebleeds I've come out so bruised and I was expecting that really and yeah it didn't it didn't happen and I left that looking absolutely fine I went on a night you know I went out afterwards and looked absolutely fine and felt fine she didn't land any body shots as well yeah, I mean, fair play for doing your first boxing match over four rounds as well. I mean, typically people do three mm-hmm. rounds for their first fight, so that's 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 really really good. Um, yeah. Was there a moment in the fight because you said she had a bloody nose where you thought I've got her here, she's hurt and she can't cope with what I'm doing? I thought, yeah. To be honest, you know when you you see that person opposite you, and I could see she was tired. I could see that, and we were both were. I'm not going to say I wasn't because I've got like by the fourth round I was absolutely knackered, but. You know, I saw that she, I had landed, more, I knew I'd hand more punches. Like, the thing is, in the footage, she got, her arms weren't reaching me. It looked like she was hitting me, but she weren't. Her, her, her hits weren't landing because her, her arms weren't, she didn't have the reach that I had. Um, and when I saw that her nose and her red, her face was so red, I just, I, I thought, honestly, I was like, I've, I've got it here. I've got that winning. And I, every time I landed a punch, Jordan, my corner would, would, would scream and they go, yay. So I could hear how many times I was landing punches as well. So it, it, I was, I was, yeah, I was baffled. <laughs> Absolutely baffled. So the, the conversation has come up about rematch. Yeah. Uh, Jordan said mm-hmm. to me straight away, got to get a rematch, but then there's this kind of hesitation around it because it's almost like is, unless you knock her out, is the same thing yeah. going to happen again? So what's your take on it? If the rematch was there, would you take it? 
Um, this is the thing. I'm in two minds because, yeah, first of all, I would like to rematch because I, I only did that with two weeks' notice. And everyone's like, well, you've been in out of training flight camps. No, I've been, I literally had two weeks' notice. Do you know what I mean? I, yes, I had previously learned a bit of boxing or I was doing MMA, but to have two weeks' notice, anyone knows a fight camp needs to be consistent um, amount of weeks. You know, it's, it, I feel like I had a lot, I have a lot more to give. Um, and that was me on two weeks of just trying to cram what I could in and, get back into the fundamentals of boxing and fitness um so yeah there's part of me that wants to rematch her for that and you know I feel like if I had more time I definitely would have won that definitely would have been won that fight because it would look cleaner um but there is that element of I don't want to rematch her because it, it I feel like this one was a little bit rigged I feel like it was fixed a little bit because <laughs> You know, and, and it's because she has a bigger following. It's because she the crowd was there for her. You know, when, when I came out, no one cheered for me. This but the fight had been sold out before I even came on the card. So everyone was obviously there for Elle, not mm. for me. So imagine the uproar if she if I'd won the fight and the crowd saw the person that they're there for lose. Um so yeah, I'm a little bit hesitant to take a rematch because how do I know that again this is you know it's gonna be legit. Um and it's not going to be rigged or fixed, um, or I'll just have to knock her out, and that's it. But some, before I even took this fight on, my old boxing coach did say to me, unless you knock this girl out, I don't think you'll win this fight because it is her fight. And he did say that to me, um, and, and now it's come, that obviously has come true. Like As I said, I want, I want to know, I want a, a breakdown of how that was scored in terms of did I lose points, what was deducted, because if it was based on me landing shots, I landed more than her. Um, based upon your experience sharing a ring with her now, do you honestly believe that you could dock her out? Uh, I feel like if I had more, I haven't been weight training. I haven't got this. I didn't have the arm strength. So what I had to use, I had to use my attributes, which was my fitness uh, and, my, and my long arms. Uh, if I had more time and I had a longer fight camp, then yeah, definitely I would have focused more on power and, you know, strength and conditioning and make sure that I had the power to make those shots and drive them through. So I only had to, I had to work with what I had with two weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know what, if I, if I had more time, I definitely would hundred percent be going for a knockout. Oh God, I'd have so much pleasure in that especially with how she was afterwards. If you, if you like literally locked her out and visualised her on the floor, blood coming out of her nose, how would that make you feel? Amazing. You know what? It would make me feel amazing. You know what? I feel like she needs to be humbled. I feel like she needs to have, you know, she needs to have some sense knocked into her, you know, and she needs, she needs that. And I think, you know what? I wouldn't have been like this if she had been respectful afterwards, but seeing how she was afterwards and how she's, dis like, she's actually disappointed in the sport disappointed in the car you know she just makes a bit of a mockery of it to be honest of how she was and not having that sportsmanship so i just want to knock some sense into her to be honest so yeah that would be, that'd be amazing so what's next for you aj pardon what's next for you oh you know what i'm I've, i definitely want to get back into another do you know what i'll take on another boxing match or i'd like to go obviously i was training mma before I would like to do that um, at some point, maybe by, by before the end of the year. So I feel like this is definitely not going to be the last you see of me in a ring or an octagon because, yeah, I, I've, I've had it. I wanted to have this experience because I had trained and been in a few fight camps and I wanted to see what it was like. And I've, I've had a taste of it. I loved it. I definitely want to do that again but with more notice and more time on my hands and to really bring something to the table. And all I can say is, yeah, I know I wasn't, 
I didn't have the best technique, but I can watch that back. I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, I was amazing. I was this. I, can, I, I watch myself back and I can see what I need to do. I see what I need to change and what I need to work on. And that drives me even more. We learn from mistakes and that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to, you know, instead of like doing these, <laughs> what these, whatever these punches were, I want to drive them forward and make them straight. And I want to work on that. So yeah, I think for, for what's next for me, I'm going to be continuing everything I do already, but I want to, I definitely want to take on another fight, whether that be MMA or boxing either works for me <laughs> so yeah hopefully get another one of those in, on, in, yeah. another. it sounds like uh you got the bug and you're you're definitely addicted to it yeah do you know what the feeling is it's mad you feel like you're in there right it feels like a lifetime when you're in the ring but it goes so quick at the same time and it's just a mad rush and in fact when i when i came out and went to my dressing room i was i was sick the amount of adrenaline that I had, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know how I wasn't sick on stage. I, I made it through, I did all my interviews, then I came back to my room and I just literally was sick. Like, I was just like, what the hell is happening? They're like, that's just the adrenaline going through you. Mm. And yeah, it's just it's a mad rush. And again, as I said, I've fallen in love with it. I, I want I to do it justice. I feel like, you know, my technique wasn't the best, but I'm proud of myself. I made it through four rounds. Uh, two weeks notice my stamina I feel like if I had more time my fitness and my stamina and I just I just want to just work on the things that I can work on and be even better for next time and in my experience and Jordan is better uh, to tell you this than I am but in my experience yeah like you said earlier the strength training actually plays a major major role in it um you know the moment even just your body strength even when you're up against your opponent and you're shoving them back with your shoulder or your hips and stuff yeah that imposes on them and they become certainly more wary and more intimidated. And of course, if you can throw the shots um, as perfectly as you can and mm. you've got some power behind it, you can do some real damage. So I'm looking forward to seeing you back in there once you're a bit, bit more maybe refined and stuff. Um, to close this off, have mm. you got any words, post-fight words for Ellie Brooke, your former opponent? I'll just say, just be the... <sighs> Be the best role model you can be. Like, think about your actions and don't just think about, about money. Like, think about the people you're influencing and what you, what your what statement you're trying to make because you don't look big and you don't look hard for being that way, personally to me. Um, I don't know if you're just doing it for the money, but you make enough money. So what do you gain from being a horrible person that's disrespectful? When you say you love a sport, you say you love boxing, but yet you want to make it look you're not doing any justice with the way you act. Um, so yeah, just think about your actions really and be the best version of yourself and be the best role model you can be. That's, I don't want to be, you know, I'm not going to come, come in and have a slagging match with her, but that's all I can say to her because I think she needs that advice because no one, obviously the people around her aren't giving it to her. So that's all I can say. I want to see a part two. I know it's a bit selfish of me, <laughs> but I feel like it would be an even better fight. So um thank you for um for, for jumping back on i know you must be uber busy right now and um yeah well let's just de definitely say communication all right aj thank you darling have a good one you too god bless